Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Mary Scott, and today I'm interviewing my friend, Courtney Bursich. Courtney is a wife and a mom of two sweet girls. She recently became a certified health and wellness coach through Mark Sisson's Primal Health Coaching Institute. Today we have a conversation about diet culture, body image, holistic lifestyle, and so much more. There have been so many requests to have someone on the show to discuss wellness from a more holistic perspective, and Courtney does just that for us. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hey, Courtney, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. What a treat. Oh, I literally, I feel like it's the biggest treat in the world. Um, Most of our audience knows that I'm sort of like the wellness junkie of me and Rachel. And so when I finally, (laughs) I'm a listener of Coffee and Kettleball's podcast because I go to Burn Boot Camp and all those things. And I listened to your episode and I was like, oh my word, this, she, Courtney is the one that I have to have on Behind the Bliss to talk about (laughs) wellness because you are just literally, it's so awesome. I just can't wait for everyone to hear from you. But this has been a highly requested topic just to talk about, oh my gosh, what do we do? Like all this information that we're learning about um, chemical overload and food and diet culture and all the things. And just like, what does it mean to like get back to the basics and see like, what did God give us to eat and how, how were we created to live? And anyway, so I like found you and I was like, oh my word, she's got to come on the show. So thank you for saying yes and joining us today. (laughs) Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. Well, can you just take a few seconds and tell the listener who you are, what you do, how you spend your days and all of that? Sure. Okay. So my name is Courtney Bursage. I live just North of Charlotte, North Carolina in the Davidson area. Uh, I am married to my husband, Mike, and we have two girls. Uh, We have our oldest just turned seven, and then our younger one is almost five. So they're basically in school, which is awesome. (laughs) It's like a whole... (laughs) Uh, Our younger one's still in preschool, so she's not like totally there for like, you know, the full day yet, but I feel like we're embarking on this new level of just like... Freedom. freedom. So that's been, cool. yes. but you know, it's great. Um, every season comes with all new challenges and exciting things and wonderful things. Um, you know how it is just parenting and navigating life, but it's been good. And, um, you know, I will say that my journey to where I am right now was not anything I ever dreamed would have happened or thought was a part of my journey or career path. I went to NC State and I was a business major. I'm a huge animal fanatic and my husband thinks I'm crazy because I just like collect animals. I just, I love them. I'll (laughs) see off the side of the road. (laughs) And, um, you know, we've had horses and chickens and, you know, I basically try to create a farm within my house, which is probably my husband's worst nightmare, but he tolerates. That's amazing. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that really the the thing that was the catalyst for me in terms of just kind of diving into the world of nutrition and health was really having my kids. Um, it wasn't that I ever was truly unhealthy. I definitely now looking back, I see like, you know, I probably ate like the average person. I worked out mm-hmm. here and there. 
I didn't really have any major health struggles, but um, I just was very unaware of a lot of really the, the, the quality of the food and really how our lifestyle impacts our health. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't until I experienced pregnancy and having children and my pregnancies were, were fine and, and they were healthy and normal, but you know, there's so much that changes uh, <laughs> while you're pregnant right. and totally. afterwards with just hormonal balance and just experiencing life in general, where it's just, it's really no longer about you. <laughs> so there mm-hmm. were a lot totally. for me, but you know, my health was one thing I felt like I could do for myself. And I just knew that if I didn't take charge, if I didn't try to educate myself a little bit more on my body, that I was going to be frustrated. And I was probably going to experience some depression and some uh, mental disorders and struggles because I could kind of see a little bit of a pattern of that after having children. And I thought, you know, I can't, I can't let this um, be a roadblock or stand in the way of me being the parent that I want to be, that God's called me to be and be there for my Mm -hmm. husband, experience life to the fullest. And so I started making some small changes here and there in my own uh, world of nutrition and cooking. And I started to see the benefit and it was kind of just these small little uh, steps that propelled me into just thinking, wow, if I can do like some small things and they can make a big impact, then, you know, how much more can I gain by just incorporating a few different habits that, you know, I'm, I'm used to doing. So that kind right. of set this trajectory. And, and as my kids have gotten older, I've had a little bit more margin in my life to be able to immerse myself into the educational component of, you know, all things wellness and nutrition. So, so in the last year, that's really been, I kind of feel like I've gained the most traction and it's, it's been very exciting because I've been able to work with and spend time with other people one-on-one and invest in them and, and, and allow them to share where they're coming from. And I can kind of say, yes, me too. I was there, you know, here's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. to help take it to the next level for you. And, and they're, they're not things that you're, you know, going to have to be like, wow, this is another job. This is, this is a full-time right. commitment. It's baby steps, but one thing compounds on another. And it's this layering effect that really builds this platform of vitality. And that's where I see women have breakthrough. So it's been exciting. It's been a kind of a roller coaster year, but, and I've experienced a lot of new things um, just in terms of building my business uh, and, and not really having a roadmap for that, but it's been a right. learning experience. So that's kind of what's brought me here. I went through a course last year with Mark Sisson, who's kind of the, the, Paleo King, would you say that? Yeah, yeah. He's kind of like the founder of the primal movement, I feel like. Um, right. Well, so I went through a course that really took me into a deeper level of, of knowledge of just foods and how they impact the body and, and how all these different lifestyle factors come into play. So uh, I did that and, and that's kind of brought me up until this point. And I've just been working with women uh, one-on-one. I've been working with groups of women, doing some talks at gyms and and different events. It's been really fun. It's been an experience. Well, that's really awesome. I would say like similarly to that, I'm not yet a mother, but I do, I watched my mom like suffer through multiple illnesses as a child before she eventually passed away. And it really like, it really set me on a course to figure out like, what do I need to do 
to make sure this is not a reality for me. And especially, I think I've been telling people, I feel like I'm in my prep for motherhood years (laughs) and it feels (laughs) like I am taking extra notice of stuff. And then, uh, you know, one thing led to another and um, I became a consultant with Beauty Counter and my world was open to just what just all of the things like I can't even I don't even know where to start like um, types of meat to types of product to fragrance to what I spend um, like how I like put water in a glass versus water in plastic like it just kind of blew my mind and so it's like catapulted me into this passion where I feel like everyone needs to know and it's no it's no one's fault and I think this is important because I think people get so overwhelmed when they hear people talk about this stuff like, oh, you know, I should know better. But the reality is, is we don't know better because we were not educated this way. And um, we don't know better. And so that's that's what I feel like is the biggest issue. It's just a lack of knowledge and a lack of education. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I feel like we're in a shift a little bit in our culture where people are really starting to catch on. And I feel like the number one thing that I get like questioned about from people is, okay, like I understand that, um, you know, what my animal eats, I eat. So I need to really care about the quality of my food. And I really understand that like grains and dairy are most likely going to make my stomach really hurt and all these things. Um, and I understand that clean products matter, but I have no idea where to start. So what would you say to someone who's just so bought into the idea that this is what we should do, but has no idea where to start? Like, what do you tell people when they ask you that idea? Yeah. And that, that really is the million dollar question, because like you said, we now live in this modern world, right? Where almost everything goes against the way that our bodies were designed to operate. Mm -hmm. So everything from EMF exposure, you know, we've, we're just, we have these great tools of communication, but we now have Bluetooth and we have Wi-Fi. And to be honest, I don't really think we have truly seen the effect that all of this is having on our bodies. We know that it is having an effect, but things have evolved so quickly. And we are now living in a toxic world that our bodies just don't thrive well in. So we have to Mm -hmm. extra measure right now to kind of stay ahead of the game. We can't wait until the wheels start falling off and Things are breaking down and then think, oh, no, I've got to run to my doctor. And, you know, we can't really even blame our conventional medicine and our primary care physicians because the way that they're trained is really to treat symptoms. Right, right, right. And so we have kind of the blind leading the blind. We've got doctors that are all of a sudden they are flooded with people that have all kinds of disease that are feeling terrible and they, they just want to feel normal again. So in order to help them feel normal, we have all these pharmaceutical companies that come up with drugs that treat symptoms. So they give you these prescription drugs, which can bring your body back into some level of a homeostasis for a short term. But until you can get to the root of the problem, you're just you're, you're buying a little bit of time, but it's eventually you're going to either need a higher prescription or you're going to need another prescription. And then there's like mm-hmm. effects that go along with that. So, you know, <laughs> I think that it can be very overwhelming and almost discouraging, you know, even to me. Very, yes, very discouraging and very expensive. <laughs> yes, right. Because, you know, we just think like, well, we're either we're either all in and we are doing everything right, or we're kind of dabbling here and there, but we're probably missing a whole bunch. Things are sliding through the cracks. And, and so if we're, if we're not a hundred percent in, then we're probably not doing all that we can do. And it's just a matter of time before we're probably going to be facing disease anyway. 
Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to maintain this perspective that, you know, everything that we can do is going to make an impact and you have to be realistic. You can't do it all and, and you don't have to do it all, but you do have to work at it. And that is one thing that I really like to impress upon people is, you know, your health is just not a guarantee. Like you come into this world and it's a broken world and there's toxic sludge everywhere you turn, but then there's mm-hmm. also, there's also the, the mental and the, the family life and the anxiety and all these different pressures. And then there's, you know, the spiritual battle and there's all of these things, but in every single area, you know, not only all of those, but the nutrition as well, you have to work at it. You have to get up mm-hmm. every fight for it. Like your marriage is not going to be great just because you woke up next to your spouse. Like you have mm-hmm. to get up and ask for the Lord to give you grace with that person and to help you love that person despite all of their flaws. And it's with your nutrition. You have got to get out of bed, whether you feel like it or not, whether you feel bloated or you, you're not happy with your body, you know, in the way that it looks or the way it feels and you're tired and you have to say, I am going to make my best effort today to take care of myself. And in the best way know how. And part of that might be, you know what? I'm going to listen to a podcast or I'm going to pick up that book, you know, off the bookstore shelf or Amazon. And my goal is to read it so that I understand my body a little bit better. And, and, and that's a step, you know, it's not like you've got to go in your kitchen and wipe out your fridge and everything else and tell everybody in your family, they're never eating gluten again. And we're all unhealthy. <laughs> and, you know, just like, right. you've got to be, you just have to have this mentality that, Anything that is going to be worth the effort to fight for, like you just got to know it's a job, but you've got to enjoy the process. Totally. And I would say alongside of that, I think a big shift happened in my mind when I said, it's not really just something I need to do. It's kind of a command by God. Like I was told and given out of grace, a vessel and a body that I only have one of. So what is my job? Like just as I'm supposed to steward my finances or steward my relationships, I like, I can't do any of those things if I'm not first stewarding my body. And, and I think we get so caught up as women, like thinking it feels selfish um, to take care of ourselves or it feels like a lot to you know talk to your husband about buying organic food or whatever you want to say that we stop thinking about ourselves but I think when we forget about taking care of ourselves and our body we can't do all those other things that we want to do and so that's why I always tell people like this is the one and only thing in life that you kind of have to fight for um or, or you're not going to have another option. And so I just think thank you so much for saying all that because I think it's it's easy to look at ourselves as, you know, 20s and 30-year-old women. We're not really facing the reality of disease and so much of that. But it will show up. And ironically, um, like almost two years ago, this kind of – was a huge shift for me personally. I um, had just quit the birth control pill. I had like just really felt not good on it. And a lot of other things started happening. And I knew that I didn't want to go to a doctor to ha- to handle my leaky gut and all my hormonal issues because I didn't want to take a pill. And I knew that deep down I was making choices with my diet and my lifestyle that were causing the issue. So I went to uh, my naturopath or my holistic doctor and she, I think people are also kind of weirded out by the thought of going to a functional medicine doctor, which I think we should just say like, they're not like witches or weird. Like, you know what I mean? It is very normal. Yeah. Um, it just is a little bit of a different approach. And so she had me do a few things and really it came down 
around too, I was just facing massive amounts of hormonal stress. And I think the biggest thing I didn't realize was that it wasn't about diets and, you know, going from a low carb diet to um, higher carb, macro counting, whatever it was. It was, I had to look at myself as a whole individual person, like body, soul, spirit. And it's not just the kinds of food I was eating, but it was just ways that I was treating myself. And I don't think that we necessarily live in a culture that can like gives us permission to take inventory of ourselves um, from a holistic approach. And so it really like blew my mind. It wasn't not it wasn't only that I, you know, had a gluten and dairy intolerance, but it was also that I had massive adrenal fatigue, um, that my hormones didn't know how to communicate with each other, so I wasn't having a period. There were just so many things happening, and I think it's important that people understand that you have to take so many other things in, into consideration. So what would you say is like, when if you have someone who comes to you and say they're like a normal mid-20 to mid-30-year age woman and they're they're struggling with losing weight, is your first approach to look at their diet or do you try to take a look at the whole person? Yeah. Okay. So that's a great question. And I think that you hit the nail on the head. You've got to look at all the areas of the life of your life, because here's the thing. If your nutrition is completely on point, but you are living in chronic stressed patterns every day, I mean, you're just, you know, burning the candle at both ends and your sleep is compromised every single night. I can promise you that you probably have inflammation and you probably have HPA access dysregulation. So that's really our best response, this fight or flight. So your body can't even digest your food very well, let alone absorb the nutrients from the food that you're probably working really hard to nail down and spending a lot of time that might actually be stressing you, kind of perpetuating this stressed out pattern in your body. So yeah, I always like to say, give me a snapshot, a day in the life. What is it on a day-to-day basis that you feel like might be the missing link. But let's start with every morning when you get up because it's it's these patterns and habits. And so you have to evaluate all of those areas. And to be honest, I like to just break it down into four different areas. So the nutrition is obviously a huge component. And so that's one that I really try to drive home with people and, and really evaluate on a deep level. But the other three areas are your sleeping pattern, your stress management, and your exercise. Those mm-hmm components kind of build out what it is that your body is having to navigate the resources that it has available to it to do the jobs and perform um, on a, a physiological level. So we, all of those elements kind of work in synergy together. So I like to kind of get a pulse in, in every area. And it, for most people, they kind of seem to have one that's like their driver. Like they're like, oh, my nutrition's on point or or maybe it's not great, but they're like, I'm in the gym six days a week. I never miss a day. And hey, that's great. But you probably aren't giving yourself enough time to recover. So right. as much you know, we think that we're doing our body a favor, we have this, I love this phrase that this doctor um, that I follow, her name is Allie Miller. And she always says, doctrine creates disconnect. And mm exactly how a lot of us kind of frame out our, our view of our own health, right? So we either pick this lifestyle or diet, we're like, we're keto, or we're vegan, or we're Mediterranean, or we're a <laughs> And so we just go 100% in on whatever that is. So if it's 
you know, uh, vegan lifestyle, it's like, well, I'm going to be super alkaline and I'm never eating meats and, you know, <laughs> the of the vegetables may go out the window, you know, so there, there's could definitely be some good things, but we, we measure our success based on how well we can fit our bodies into these different protocols yeah. or lifestyles. Our bodies don't work like that. We've got to be able to let go a little bit and step back and say, where where am I right now in all of these different areas? Because they all are interdependent of each other. So if we've got one flat tire, then the, 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 this isn't going to operate very well. Right. We're oh, that's so good. Road. That is such a help, helpful visual. And I think, you know, we have to give people grace too. I mean, we are just slammed constantly on Instagram or tabloids or social media or whatever, where we are constantly flooded with the new diet craze or diet culture in general of what we should do. And, and then we start to believe, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym six days a week and I'm going to go run in the evenings and I'm going to double it and I'm going to cut my calories in half. And people are just believing these lives that are not sustainable. And before we know it, we are having fertility issues and no one's able to consider or we're having terrible acne or we can't stay awake past 3 p.m. and we're just feeding ourselves with caffeine and less food and all of that. And so I'm thankful that you said, like, I, I would have never thought about it that way. But if if a car has four tires and one of them isn't functioning, then we're not going to move at all. And so I think it's so important. What would you say to someone who is trying to navigate just, like, healthy eating in general, like food and diet culture and uh, keto versus vegan and stuff like that. Like, what do you, how do you coach your clients on, you know, sustainable living that's not really labeled by a diet, but it's more like a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you coach people um, and give them the resources they need to uh, make quality decisions? Yeah. Okay. So here's my biggest tip. And I just hope that if, if any of your listeners have one takeaway, that, that this could be it, that they need to get excited about their body outside of looking at their body outside of anybody else. So you've mm-hmm. got to take this mentality of, I'm going to be an expert on my own body. I'm going to become acutely aware of how my body responds to all these different stimulus that are basically make up my day-to-day life. So it could be food, it could be your job, it could be your relationships, but you've got to understand how your body handles those things. So don't looking for all of these different, you know, diets to kind of make your your mold and, and, and to fit your body into. Start thinking, okay, how does this make me feel? What are my goals? You know, what, what is it that I am struggling with right now that if I could create this perfect vision of health, you know, where is it that I want to get to and start getting up every day with the mentality of it's not going to be black or white. Like it's going to happen in this gray area and don't wait until mm-hmm. you the end. Don't live for the results, live for the right here and now and saying, okay, what can I do? This is going to make me feel better. If I have all of this extra caffeine right now, am I going to be able to sleep later? Probably not, you know, so, okay, well, what's a better option for me? Or maybe, you know, it's, I'm trying to fast because I heard intermittent fasting is so great. And I saw my friend on Instagram made it 16 hours. And then she posted the meal she broke her fast with. And I made, <laughs> and then I was eating my kids like, you know, leftover breakfast this morning. Like you've got to get out of that space, get like, get your head just in this this tunnel vision of just your body. So if it means 
that you can only go 12 hours and you really are hungry, okay, fine. That's got to be acceptable for you. So you've got to be able to, what are the best foods that I like? So that's the next step. And it's, you know, looking at, uh, I am a huge proponent of a a high fat based diet and a lower carbohydrate diet. So I don't technically to say it's keto just because a lot of times that can be associated with a very low, uh, chronically low carbohydrate diet. And that's one, not very sustainable for most people. And two, it's just for most women, it's, it's really not a, a good pattern to be in. But there studies have shown that it's extremely helpful for hormonal balance, for digestive health, cognitive ability, um, all of these different areas that are so crucial um, in our bodies. And, and as well as managing this toxic load, like we were talking about earlier that we live in, we've got to create margin for our bodies to recover and handle that. So if we're always snacking and eating and and not eating quality foods or having foods that are more processed, I mean, we're really putting our body at a disadvantage because one, it's always digesting food. So that's a problem right there. You know, it, it requires a lot of effort and energy on our body's part to do that. So if we don't give our bodies this break, you know, in between meals, then it's, it's not having, it does not going to have enough resources to put forth into muscle recovery and, and, and your immune system. I mean, that's a, that's a big one. I mean, it, it basically lessens all of these other areas, hormone production and, and your immune capability in order to break down food. So we want to have really good nutrient dense meals, and then we should be able to go you know, several hours without food because your body has enough nutrients to carry you from meal to meal. Not that snacking is out, but that's always something that I like to talk about is, are you just running around and, and you're, you're kind of a sugar burner because you're, you're, you're running on glucose. And then as soon as those mm. blood dip, it's like, oh, I'm hungry again, even though it's only been yes. since you had your last. Can you take just, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but can you take a second and just like nerd out with me for a second and explain um, why when you consume a fat for fuel diet, it helps those who might be facing insulin resistance or they are like, oh, it's, it's 10 a.m. and I just had breakfast an hour ago and I'm starving. Can you just like take a second and scientifically break that down for someone? Because I think we're coming out of, you know, that fat free, um, mm-hmm. eat every two hour, eat five meals a day kind of thing. And people are confused because it takes, you know, it's completely different than what they were told for so long. But when I understood this, I feel like it changed everything for me. So can you kind of just explain what happens in the body when you're consuming a more fat for fuel diet versus being a sugar burner diet and why it's so helpful for your digestive system. I know you kind of just touched on it, but I think it's really helpful and so huge for people when they finally get this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And you know, it is so funny because like you said, it's so contrary to everything we've been taught. And I find that especially, you know, the generation before us, they have Mm -hmm. a really Time because it's like, oh no, fat gives you heart disease and you know, your bad cholesterol and all of right. all of these things will happen if you eat a high fat diet. But our bodies were really designed to perform their best on a high fat diet. And you know, you think we we have food available like on every corner. I mean, we've got right. we have more abundance of everything around us. And that's part of the problem too, because we've created this expectation that. Hey, you know, if you're hungry, you have a snack and you have all these portable things you can take with you. And anywhere you go, there's, you know, there's something that's available. And we really are, our bodies are meant to kind of operate in more of 
these, these bigger meals, but you're actually sitting down, you're having a meal, you eat a lot slower. And then Mm -hmm. after, you know, you're done, but you're, you're pretty satisfied and you're, and you're full for a while. So the, the pattern that really the American diet um, has created is this dependence on glucose. So we've essentially trained our bodies to only ever operate on glucose, which we like to call a sugar burner. So if you think about the processed foods, the grains, all of these foods that are more of our modern day, you know, make up our modern day meals, um, they are very high in uh, glucose, which spikes insulin. So your pancreas releases insulin because glucose is toxic to the body. So when it's in the bloodstream, the pancreas releases insulin to usher um, this glucose into cells and it gets it out of your bloodstream as quickly as possible. In the process, this spikes your uh, ins- or your um, blood sugar levels. So that's what immediately, like when you start eating something, all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Like I feel like I've got a little rush of energy, but then you kind of feel like maybe 45 minutes later, you might have a little bit of a crash. It's because you had this surge of insulin and the spike of blood sugar. And then all of a sudden that blood sugar started to fall and plummet. And Mm -hmm. now you're release cortisol because your blood sugar is getting too, too low. So now cortisol is present. And when that, that process happens, you shut off your body's ability to tap into fat stores as a, as a resource for energy for your cells. So now your body gets signaled, you have this signal to your brain saying, Oh, got to eat again, got to eat again. Um, because your body has stores there to use, but it doesn't have access when there's cortisol and insulin present. So the benefit mm. of that diet is that it doesn't require insulin and that it balances these blood sugar levels. So when we eat good quality meats, uh, eggs, nuts and seeds, coconut oil, um, and butters like ghee, which is a clarified or cultured butter, and even some dairy products are okay for some people. Now, if you're you're dealing with autoimmunity, you know, dairy probably wouldn't be a, a great um, thing to incorporate as well as estrogen dominance or um, kind of more of hormonal imbalance just because dairy products are uh, more estrogen dominant and can kind of drive a little bit more of that um, imbalance in the body. But there are so many good foods. If you stick to the whole foods, mm-hmm grows from the earth or it walks on the earth, you're basically okay, but you do need to make sure that you're getting good quality. But going back to the fat as being a excellent source of energy to the body, because again, it doesn't cause this roller coaster effect of everything in your body. Your body immediately can absorb and utilize that. And the way that we train our bodies to burn fat is to eat fat. So it is, it is so difficult. And I find that the biggest hangup for most women is that they can cut out all the grains and the sugars and the processed foods, no problem. It's usually incorporating mm-hmm. the fats that's an issue because it's hard to wrap your mind around eating fat and getting skinnier. <laughs> it just, right. I wish it was fat because it's like, you know, we just, we, <laughs> fat and we're like, that is not what I want. That is the opposite of where I'm trying to get to. Um, but it is such a good usable source of energy to the body. And it really promotes vitality and it promotes right. health, and it promotes oh. synergy in all these different areas. And I can be the first to tell you, I mean, I, I definitely 
eased into it. Like I, I was like, I don't know about this. Like I normally was the person to like trim the fat off the edges. And, and I just finally was like, you know, if you don't have glucose as a source of energy and you don't give your body fat, it doesn't have anything left to work with. So some ketones and that kind of gets into more of the ketogenic lifestyle. Um, and, and that's all good too, but you don't want to drive this restriction or food insecurity because when your body now feels insecure with food and it thinks I'm not getting enough nutrients to sustain all of the different processes that I need to, it's going to start shutting down the areas that aren't necessarily a priority. So, you know, your skin may suffer. You may notice um, that you lose more hair. Your energy levels will definitely dip and your metabolism is going to slow down because your body's going to think I'm going to slow everything down so that I can sustain, you know, life on a lower level of nutrients or calorie intake. Um, so yeah, fat for fuel is absolutely hands down the studies that have been done on it. Um, it, it just aligns so well with, with how our bodies operate best. There's just, it, there's a large gray area for people and, and, and you just got to be sure that this is where being so attuned to how your body is reacting, because you may be able to go low carb for a while. Um, and, and be fine doing a lot of fasting and your body will tap into your fat stores and reserves. But I ran into an issue over the summer where I, I was fasting well, and I was eating good fats and my body fat really diminished. I mean, I noticed I was probably the leanest I had ever been. I wasn't necessarily, that wasn't the goal, but I, I was just, I felt like I was kind of, you know, running on all cylinders and I'm like, man, things feel good. But then I kind of hit a wall and I was like, man, I just, you know, I, I don't have as much energy and I just didn't have those fat reserves anymore. So I, Mm -hmm. I had incorporating a lot more carbohydrate on a daily basis, not just a couple of times a week. Like I was before I I had to, and I also saw, you know, an issue with my hormones and, and I'm now doing some, some hormone therapy as a result of that. But again, it just goes to show you that even if your diet, you know, you perceive it being really good, it changes. Your body's needs are going to change from season Mm -hmm. to season. And whatever you're applying right now, don't just landlock yourself and think, well, if I deviate from it, then I'm failing. No, you've got to adapt and evolve with your body. Mm, That's so good. Yeah. And I think it's, it's like what you said, we can't just assume it's like a one size fits all for this week, this month. I mean, next month, all of it could be different. So I'm so thankful that you brought that point up. Okay. So kind of like a caveat question off that what like, okay, you know, we see everywhere that everyone should have clean beauty and grass fed food and wild, wild salmon. I know that that's not a myth and I really believe it and have seen a massive improvement in my body, but what, like, how do you get someone on board for seeing, I mean, this is, I guess you could say a part of diet culture too, unfortunately, even though it's really, you know, beneficial, Um, how do you get someone to understand the benefit of taking these steps? And like, can you explain too why something like grass fed is so important? Because I don't think people understand that, you know, a cow, if it's not grass fed is fed on corn and grains. And so if you can't tolerate that, then the meat that you're consuming 
that even though that's how it was fed, like all of that is in the meat that you're consuming. So then it has a direct impact on you. Can you just kind of take someone through why all of that matters? Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know, quality is absolutely crucial. And especially if you are really trying to incorporate a diet that is really abundant in produce and meats, because our farming practices in this country really are subpar for the most part. Mm -hmm. All of the Mm -hmm. conventional farming, I mean, you could YouTube anything and you'll just be appalled at some of um, the practices that go on for conventional farming. And, you know, part of part of the, the cost in having quality meats and quality produce, um, you know, is that these farms are smaller and they have to pay for their organic certification. And all of that comes at a price, which means that it is a little bit more expensive to buy these grass-fed meats, but you mm-hmm. are animals are eating. You are eating their flesh, which is kind of morbid. <laughs> we won't we spend are, too much time thinking about yeah, that one. <laughs> no, we, we can kind of just, yeah, I don't, I'm like, I'm, I'm such an animal lover. So I'm like, I, you know, I like having chickens because I like getting their eggs, but I don't want to have the chickens that I'm going to be serving on my table. So right. yeah, but it's just, you know, I would say to somebody that is maybe a little bit um, on the fence or just thinking, well, you know, it's, it's meat is meat. It really isn't. And I promise you that so much, again, when we get back to this, um, exposure of hormones and toxins, if these animals are exposed to all of these toxins, and then we also have all of these products that we're using and things that we're exposed to on a daily basis. So now we're ingesting them in our food as well. I mean, it is that we have children that are fighting disease. We have, we have girls that are like eight, nine years old, starting their period. Like that result of exposure to modified foods, to estrogens, to um, pharmaceutical drug residue. So it is so imperative. If you, if you are going to go down this path of really trying to, you know, get your nutrition, um, just lined up and, and really knock it out of the park. You could, I would much rather somebody have too many calories one day, but at least they're getting good quality Quality. Mm -hmm. than say, well, you know, I hit my macros. I got my 1950 calories and they were perfectly aligned. Well, maybe your animal that, you know, you're consuming is full of hormones and antibiotics and that is going to cause major problems within your own um, ability and uh, hormone function and thyroid function. And it might not, one of the biggest issues is that we we don't have this immediate cause and effect. So that's where we kind of jump the cost. We're like, well, you know, I can save an extra $4 if I just buy the regular ground beef. And, you know, it's not like you ate that burger and then felt the effects of it. So Mm. it's a lot easier for us to make decisions when we have an immediate outcome. You know, if you buy something and we feel the pain of it right then and there, we're like, well, we'll weigh our options a little bit more. Right, Um, right. But, you know, we just think, well, you know, save a few bucks here, cut a couple corners here. But, you know, our body can handle a lot of insults before it starts to break down. So maybe it's months or years, but all of a sudden now you're thinking, gosh, I, I have you know, cancer, or I have autoimmunity, 
Um, and it, it's a result of just, you know, compromising in areas that's just not worth it. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, and it might mean that you just don't eat that much meat or (laughs) you find a local farm and go in with a couple friends and you, you know, buy a quarter of a cow. Um, my sister does this all the time and she finds all kinds of farmers and she manages to do it on a very lean budget, but she knows I'm feeding my family and my kids. So if I have to drive to a couple different places, then I'll do it. Um, but she, you know, has a huge freezer chest in their garage and she freezes everything. So, you know, and and that works. So there are ways around it, but you, again, you've got to put forth the legwork and you've got to figure out what works for you, but just be uncompromising on the quality, especially for the meats and the produce. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you even brought up your sister because I think as women, we are the gatekeepers of our home. So it's our job to be the ones that are educated and trying to find this out because I can promise you my husband (laughs) would have laughed at me for if I was trying to do all that I'm doing now. But luckily, he's just seen that I've taken the role and the responsibility of caring for my family in this way. And so he's like, really been a impressed that I care this much and also too because he's seen how passionate I am about it he's really actually bought into it too like he cares about what kind of products he uses because you know all the research that is out there about sperm cell count and all the things because like Mm -hmm. we said everything that we're facing today as a culture whether it's the 50 products we put on our skin and the quality of our meat is affecting everything we do and then I look at all of these friends of mine who are struggling with infertility or their children are going to have special needs and all these things that they're battling that maybe I'm not going to say wouldn't have happened anyway but like what if we could take some of this information and experiences that we're seeing other people face and wonder what we could do different and and that's why I would say like I think if we arm ourselves with education and arm ourselves with knowledge then we are so much better off and it's kind of our like it kind of makes me a little fiery sometimes because I'm like your lack of education or your lack or your desire to just shift your head when you know that all this information is out there is kind of on you like we know too much as a as a culture and we have so much available knowledge at our fingertips that our decision to stay put in our comfortable you know lifestyle or you know our grocery budget or whatever it is is sort of like our choice and we have to be responsible for the fact that um you know we have to be a good steward with information just like we want to be good stewards with our bodies so oh my gosh thank you so much for sharing all of that I did want to um just kind of ask you if you this is a little bit off topic but we do have a predominantly female audience um but when it comes to just diet culture and um working in the health and wellness industry and working with nutrition like how do you combat like um like what's your a what do you like what's your mental process of decision making when it comes to pursuing health while trying to be a good steward but also dealing with things like body image and wanting to look good and things like that like how do you approach all of that as you kind of are saturated in this industry yeah man and that's that is that is probably the hardest or the biggest obstacle because you know at the end of the day you know we all live in this world where we see so much of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the around us. It's not like we just have our couple of friends and, you know, we see our kids and they're our friends' kids and and that's it. It's kind of our small circle. Like we just get to see all the beautiful people all over the world doing all of the amazing things that you're not doing. 
on a day to day. And it's so hard not to be critical of yourself. And, you know, I can even say on a personal level, being in this health arena, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I think, how can I coach somebody if my own health isn't perfect? That's all so time? good. Yes. And, you know, and I think that, you know, it's, it's crazy because you can be so driven to get it all right. And then when you actually do land there and you've gotten it right, you have more pressure and more stress and anxiety about maintaining it than you did even trying to get there in the first place. I think I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life, but now I have this pressure of, okay, well now you're a health coach and you're going to try to tell other people, you know, how to accomplish and and get to their best level of health. So if yours slips up, what does that say about you? You know, these totally can, they can just haunt you. And I think this is where, you know, (laughs) just having grace with yourself and having a relationship with your creator who's going to tell you, yes, you are perfect. I made you the way you are for a reason. I made you in my image, you know, and I love the Bible verse that talks about, you know, how God cares for the birds, you know, and the flowers. What makes you think that he wouldn't take care of all of your needs? And I have to put so much, you know, hope and, and really anchor myself in the truth that God speaks over me right here and now, whether my health fell apart tomorrow or not, you know, my goal is to try to help everybody where they're at and just to try to improve the different areas of their life, help them experience life the best way by giving them constructive and practical handles on their nutrition and lifestyle factors so that they can be the woman that God called them to be, that they can be their husband, that they're not dealing with depression, that they're not dealing with fatigue or achy bones and joints and, you know, stress and things like that. There are some things that, that we have available um, as resources that we can really just work towards and start incorporating as new habits. But you're right. I mean, if we don't get up every day and reposition our minds and ask the Lord to say, you know what, you're, you are the one that speaks the truth over me. It is not about me. It's about having a heart and being about other people. And at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's what God's called us to. It's, I mean, how, how sad would it be if I lived to be a hundred and I was the healthiest person ever, and maybe I helped some people out along the way, but that was just it. You know, I'm still die. I mean, these bodies aren't meant to last forever. They have an expiration date. So I've got to, there, there is a very delicate balance, but I think it comes back to just being rooted and firm in your faith and just knowing that God's us to so much. And part of that is going to involve us taking care of ourselves so that we are, we're ready and able to act on those things that God's called us to be. We don't want to be sidelined because, you know, we just make poor choices. We have bad habits. We oversleep or we undersleep and we just, you know, we're not making our meals. Like it, it is a little bit of work, but you know what, that that's going to allow you to be there to do the job that God's called you to. And it might be parenting children. So that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it might, you know, I mean, it, it might look different. It might be that you're in the workplace and, you know, you have a lot of people that um, are looking up to you on a day-to-day basis. So you, you need to be mentally sharp and you want to be able to 
have energy and the bandwidth to, to be involved in, in with all of these people that depend on you. So, you know, I think that it just comes back to, to our faith and just being rooted in the every single day. So, you know, I, that's so good for the grace that God has with us. And, and hopefully we can have that grace with ourselves because we're not going to get it perfect and it's okay. He doesn't expect perfection. We just have to show Mm. up. It's so good. And that's literally it. That's the filter and the why, why we would even have this conversation today. So thank you. Gosh. Oh, that was so fun for me because I'm just over here, like geeking out over here. (laughs) I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I love it. Okay. I kind of want to switch gears and I want to know, like, what are you loving right now? Whether it's health related or not, like, are you reading anything fun? Is there a product you can't get enough of right now? Just tell us all the things. Okay. So one thing that I am just really into right now in terms of like learning the body. So if anybody is just totally interested in physiology of nutrition and how it impacts your body, um, Follow Allie Miller. She is a registered dietitian, but she has a book called The Anti-Anxiety Diet. And yeah, it's kind of sciencey. So I mean, some of the stuff like gets a little deep and I'm like, oh, I'm not really sure that I'm going to remember any of this, but it really drives home this idea that our food is, it's, it's less about, you know, the amount of calories and more about how anxiety can drive so much dysfunction and disease within the body. And we really don't realize it because a lot of people might say, well, I'm not anxious. I don't really have anxiety. Or maybe they just have like seasonal anxiety. Like, yeah, well, I kind of was going through a little bit, you know, this one month, but the body interprets stress a lot differently than we perceive it. So Mm. even things getting an hour less of sleep a night that your body really needs to recover like that can translate to stress to the body. So I, I'm loving um, that book. And it, a lot of it does talk about like micronutrients too, which is really interesting to me about how so many of us are micronutrient deficient. So we're just yes. talking about vitamins, just your basics, but a lot of our, you know, even our good farmers, you know, we've, we monocrop. So, you know, these farms that do like one, you know, type of lettuce or produce, they just kind of, keep producing that one thing, which really depletes the minerals in the soil. So even like the best organic quality produce, we just aren't getting the nutrition from it that we used to. So, you know, supplementing with some really good nutrients can oftentimes be the the game changer for people. It can kind of get them above water. It's like they've just been deficient for so long in one or two little areas you might be experiencing, you know, headaches and just fatigue and weight gain. And it might just be that, you know, you are deficient in some B vitamins or magnesium or, you know, any of these other trace minerals um, and, and getting those back in your diet when you realize that, wow, all of a sudden that connects the dots that that mm-hmm. gets my body from feeling terrible to feeling like it's normal again. Um, they probably the other book that I really like is the adrenal reset diet. So that is, um, Dr. Alan Christensen. And that one's really good too. And and I, I love his position is a lot on adrenal fatigue. So I know you had mentioned that was something you dealt with, but again, it's this response of the body and we just focus so much on like, 
calories and counting and we have apps and we're logging, we're scanning barcodes and doing all this stuff. And I just think, man, if we could place that kind of effort on managing our stress load and making mm-hmm. sure that we time for ourselves um, to just self-care. I mean, take a bath, throw some Epsom right. salt, essential oils. You wouldn't believe the the benefit that you would get from that. And it's so simple, you know? And so there's right. there's like that, that you can start incorporating and you think, well, that's not going to make a difference. You know, I, I promise you it does. It, it seems like it's one more thing you don't have time for, but when you do it, you're like, man, I should do this more often. Well, that's literally what I keep hearing you say. I mean, what I keep thinking in my head is like, we just don't give ourselves permission. It's like, we, we, we just always have to go, go, go. And we have to get up at 5 a.m. and we need to hustle. And like, we just have no idea what that is doing to us. And like, like you said, we're so consumed with macronutrients that we're so scared to have a higher calorie count that day because we're having some chia seeds or whatever it is that's going to help us from a micronutrient perspective. And we're just, we're just getting in our own way. It's so sad. It's so sad. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful that you keep bringing up the stress part because we just don't give ourselves permission for stress management. We really don't. And, you know, I think that the reason for that is because there's there's really no way to measure how the value mm-hmm. or how how much it's impacting us. You know, it's not like, OK, I took a walk today and I took my time. I wasn't even speed walking or I worked on some breathing techniques like to check the box for that. Somehow that's just not as satisfying as saying, yes, <laughs> 82 grams of protein today and I went to the gym. And I didn't snack in between my meals. Like those are things that we, we kind of hang our hat on and we, we almost identify more value and worth. Like we're mm-hmm. really doing, it's hard to say that taking a bath is really has a lot of value. It's more of like, well, you know, I was just kind of not feeling like doing anything, but that's not true. Like our bodies mm-hmm. are not designed to just run and juggle and operate on all cylinders at all times. I mean, we will absolutely burn ourselves out and then people start gaining weight and then they think, oh, well, I need to restrict more because now I'm gaining weight, but it's because we're depleting, 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 and we're never allowing this margin to just restore, just, just to be like, just don't even worry about your pedometer and your 10,000 steps for one day. It's okay. It's It's raining. You don't need to go outside and walk around in the rain and get laps. Like my my youngest (laughs) pedometer, she was like, running around the kitchen island the other day. And I'm like, what are you doing? And she held it up. She's like, how many do I have? And I was like, <laughs> like four years old. What are, like you're, I'm, I'm totally messing up as a parent. <laughs> Did you I not- am dying. That's hilarious. Well, hey, I do that. I preach myself self-care, but I also really care about my 10,000 steps. So, you know, I know. We are just, you're right. We totally want to measure it. We totally want to know how many calories are burned. Uh, I still wrestle with this on a day to day. It's so hard. Oh, I do, I do too. I am, I, there's no, I am preaching more to myself than probably anybody else right now. And I figure if I just think <laughs> about it, I'll maybe get through to myself. Oh, it's, but that's it. We just have to keep reminding ourselves. Oh my gosh. Well, Courtney, I literally am so thankful that you just took the time to just give us so much wisdom and insight on how we can just come back to the drawing board and wonder what am I doing to myself? And also like be armed with information and tools that we need to be successful. So with all that being said, can you tell the listener where they can find you and maybe where they could work with you or just follow you on social media and all of that? 
Yes. So if you're interested in working one-on-one with me, I love working with women. Um, I have several different ways that we do that. And I really try to tailor it to each person's specific needs. So you can find me online at organicblondielife.com. Um, and that's my website. So there's a lot of content on there. And then you can follow me on Instagram. So my handle is organic underscore blondie. And I try to post a lot of just recipes. And sometimes there's just like silly videos of my kids and <laughs> all kinds of good all stuff. But I, yes. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, I try to keep my Instagram pretty real. Like some of it's inspirational. And then some of it's like kids are just screaming. And I'm like, yep, this is my life. <laughs> so, it's so awesome. Well, um, I'll make sure to link it all in our show notes. And seriously, I just like, I, everyone knows this is like my passion point in life. I love talking about this stuff. So I just want to thank you for your time and, and just yeah. for talking to a stranger because you don't know me in real life. So <laughs> I just appreciate well, it. And I'm, I'm so excited for everyone just to get to join you online and hopefully in just like a working relationship. So I'm just really thankful. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I, I feel like we're just long lost sisters. So I do <laughs> I feel like we I just be it. best friends. So yeah. I love so, it. Thanks. Gosh, if y'all know me at all, you know how much I loved that conversation. I can be such a nerd, but come on, isn't it amazing to think about how our bodies were designed to function? You can learn more and follow Courtney on Instagram at Organic Blondie or on her website at OrganicBlondieLife.com. You can also find all the fun stuff we talked about from today's episode on our show notes at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. As always, we are so encouraged by everyone's continued support for Behind the Bliss. Truly, it blows our minds to read your direct messages, your emails, your Instagram posts, and your reviews on iTunes. Speaking of reviews, would you take 30 seconds to leave us a review on iTunes? Reviews are so helpful for those who may have never even heard about our show. Read reviews and find out like-minded shows and decide to join our community of listeners. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.